Welcome back to another episode of Across the Field. The Beckman boys are at it again for the 25th time, Peyton. Man, that's nuts, ain't it? That is yeah. freaking nuts. Um, you know what else is nuts? What's nuts? That the fact that like I keep seeing these things on Fox, like if you're watching a game on Fox or just something, um, the countdown, or it was on NFL yesterday too, the countdown to this Ohio State, the team up north game. Like this, mm-hmm. this has that 06 feel where they were counting it down and mm-hmm. they're counting it down. It's on. That's big time. It is. It is. It's, I am freaking jacked. <laughs> uh, before we jump into the Buckeyes, uh, let's talk about, um, let's send our condolences a little bit to the, the players down in Virginia. Um, I don't know if many people probably heard by now as we're recording this Monday evening, but uh, um, some football players were shot. Um, allegedly, or I guess the suspect apparently is is a former player who is still a student there, the way it sounds. And um, three are dead, and, and two are in the hospital. From the last I heard, um, Peyton, is that that is that what you've heard that's, so far? That's the last I heard, and yeah. Prayers for, you know, especially those families of the the ones that have been shot. And then uh, um, the prayers for that football team. All right. I mean, their season's not done and, you know, they have to go out and play with none, you know, that they lost some brothers. So it's got to be tough for them. Yeah. Bad situation. Again, we just want to touch that real quick and, and uh, send our thoughts and prayers to the Virginia football team um to the community and, and to those families for sure so absolutely yeah absolutely prayers for them all right let's just keep it with with college football let's dive right into the Buckeyes how do we segue from that there's a player on Ohio State's football team it's from Virginia Travion Henderson I believe from Virginia and uh you know he said his thoughts and prayers but he's a running back in the running game was a lot better this week. I'm sure you, you're pretty pleased with that, correct? I am pleased, even though it was Indiana and their garbage. Um, at least we saw some production in the running game. Yeah, how about we just came out, you respond the right way uh, after at a dog fight the past two weeks, and you take care of business like you're supposed to. Mm-hmm. Um. I was telling Hunter Cowser during the game, I leaned over to him and uh, I said, Hey, um, we, we're running the ball like downhill more, like like a power play. I mean, it felt like our lineman was going downhill. You know, in the past, we've been doing these stretch zones to the outside, you know, having CJ, you know, kind of ride it out, but you know, he's not reading anything because he's not going to pull it. Yeah. You know, just doesn't do it. And what does Ryan Day and his offensive staff do? They implement, we're going to go downhill this week. We went downhill this week. And I, I knew watching it live and then re-watching it again Sunday, I, you could definitely see Ohio State was wanting to go downhill. And uh, then I was watching the Joel Clapp podcast today, and he he reassured that for me. And he gave a, you know great stats. I didn't know the stats by it. Uh, I just know, knew that we were doing it more. And anytime we ran downhill runs, you know, Coach Aaron, you know, he, He'll like this. He loves – There's. he says there's no better play in football than the power play. All right. All right. 
me and him have arguments about that. But <laughs> if you're going to run the ball, that's the best run play is power. All right. And my favorite offensive play is just going deep. But uh, downhill runs, 27 times Ohio State did it for 240 yards, which almost equals out to nine yards per carry. Pretty good. All yeah. right. It's not like we ran the outside zone bad. Um, we ran the outside zone 13 times, 87 yards, 6.5 per carry. Okay. This is against uh, a lesser opponent in Indiana. Um, but this just says the fact that, all right, you're asking, you have really, really big tackles. Uh, for Ohio State, you have big offensive linemen, and the outside zone, you're making the move laterally instead of you know getting vertical, getting downfield, and I think that's a challenge for the offensive line. You know, so what does Ryan Day and his staff do? They implement all right, we're just going to go downhill and at your face, and if they keep this formula going, uh, I think you know that this adds a whole new element to this Ohio State team because you could do the outside zone when you had JT Barrett as a quarterback. Or Braxton Miller or Justin Fields. With CJ Stroud, he's he's not reading anything. Um, he's gonna give that ball ninety nine point nine percent of the time. So, um, you know, what did Ryan Day do? Switch things up, adapted, and uh, you know they got better this week. And uh, you know, you got the Terrapins this week. You go take care of business. Who knows? I think I'm pretty sure Travion's gonna be back this week. I'm not sure about uh, Mayan. Um, so how about the depth at that running back position, though? I think that the depth for Ohio State skilled positions overall, um, you know, we haven't had Jackson Smith the jig ball year and, you know, the best receiver, you know, someone saying college football. And, you know, what we're still one of the most prolific offenses in the nation. And then, you know, Mayan, Mayan Williams goes out. But, you know, what we we do, we bring in a true freshman, Dallin Hayden, in, and he carries the ball for 19 ties for 102 yards. So. You know, can't complain right there. Then, what about that Xavier? Did you watch the whole game like that Xavier Johnson uh, touchdown? Oh yeah. Oh my goodness, that was sweet. It was sweet. It was. <laughs> it was nice to see uh, his vision and his his change of direction and all that. Oh man. But like, did it look slow in the stadium? Because it looked no. slow on TV. No, it looked fast, but it okay. looked like he was running. Because the football field's 53 and a half yards. It looked like he was running that way and then all the way back that way. He did a lot of running to go 71 yards. I felt like he ran, <laughs> felt like he ran double that and ran for 140 yards on that singular play. Because to me, watching it on TV, it kind of felt like Mitch Rossi had the ball. I'm not saying Mitch is slow, but uh, it just seemed like it took him forever to get going and and making a guy miss and go. But I could be wrong. I mean – to me, it just seemed slow when I was watching it real time on television. I tell you what, though, you know, talk about being in the stadium watching touchdowns. That Cameron Babb touchdown was emotional in that stadium. Yeah. That was freaking awesome. And, you know, uh, for our listeners out there that, you know, if you do follow me on Twitter, I just retweeted Ohio State uh, football Twitter account, made a, uh, a video about Cameron Babb and his story and everything. Man. This this is the guy that you know he played with guys like he he was highly recruited. You know, his first year was with Dwayne Haskins. And mm-hmm. he oh he had Justin Fields for two years, now CJ Stroud for two years, been in the program five years, been in the program five years and towards ACL four freaking times. I mean, yeah, you know, a lot of people are quick to say, you know, just quit. 
you know, not Cameron Babb. He's a he's a captain for Ohio State. You know, well liked, and you could definitely see he's that well liked after that touchdown because Ohio State took a delay a game because, you know, the whole team was running on the field celebrating. I mean, that was absurd. Like, you know, they're hugging him in the end zone, and then he's starting to come to the sideline, and then everyone clears the benches and should to go embrace that moment and being in that moment. That was that was something sweet. I mean. You know, just cheering for like it felt like five straight minutes for Cam Bab, so that was pretty freaking awesome. And yeah, if you have the, if you have the chance, go check out that video. That pretty heart touching. And who said football can't be uh, uh, emotional? Because wow, holy crap! Well, yeah. So obviously, I watched it on TV. It, it felt that way. And um, for people that are true Buckeye fans and and know the story. Um, no Cam Babs, um, uh, you know, process he went through with those four ACLs, uh, kind of followed his journey. I knew, I knew he had tore him up. I did, I guess I didn't realize it was four times. Um, I thought, I guess I was thinking two or three, but still, um, two in the left, two in the right, two in each. Wow. And, you know, when we named him a captain earlier this year, I was like, you know what? That's great. This guy may never uh, touch the field um, this season, but, you know, we it just shows how much the coaches care about him, how much the players care about him, and how big of an impact he has. And so when he came in the game, I was like, oh, my goodness, this would be awesome if we could get him a score. And sure enough, I guess Ryan Day was thinking the same thing because – we could have easily ran the ball, you know what I mean? We were running the ball pretty sound, just as you, you talked about. And, right. Um, could have just, you know, whatever, but got to give that guy a touch, and I think that's awesome to do that. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, it was just very emotional. And, yeah, four ACL surgeries. It's just very easy to quit after, you know, even after two. Like, you could – and he stuck the course, and he got – he was the our, our Block O jersey uh, honoree this year. So, mm-hmm. That, that was pretty sweet. So, yeah, it just shows how much he means to this program, this team. And, you know, you need guys like that. You know, you, you have guys like Marvin Harrison who are studs and everything, but uh, you need guys that are leaders and, you know, are well-respected and been in the program a long time. And you don't have that much anymore in college football now with the transfer portal. And if I don't start right away, I'm leaving. So, for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. It, it was a great moment. Great yep. moment. Uh what about uh, Mars catch on the sideline there? Holy crap! It looked like he could have lost his ACL right there. Oh, <laughs> well, insane! This dude is a freak, and he has to come back next year. Yeah. So when I watch, obviously watching the game, I was like, okay, no way he got a foot down. Like, there's no way. And then when you watched the replay, you thought, okay, hope to God he didn't hurt himself because that's the last thing we need right now. Yeah. Um, and then when he popped, kind of, he just kind of got right up. I, th- I think he may, may have came out for a play or whatever. Just It did look kind of awkward, but, man, I mean, that's, that's, not, I mean he, that's not a catch on Sundays in the NFL, but he's still in college right now. It's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm to get a foot down right there. So, I mean, unbelievable. What a great catch. 
Yeah. So anything else on the Buckeyes? I think you know I I was pretty pleased with how the guys I mean responded in the, you know a bad week it was against um, Northwestern. They came out and stadium was loud for a little bit. Then at halftime it cleared out. So uh, did, you, did you get any snow down there? Oh man, it was snow. It was Big Ten football. A uh, lot. Like, because before the game, it didn't look like it was snowing at all, and it was coming down here. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it didn't stick, but it, later in the game, it turned into a sleet mix. So, all right, well, yeah. play through the elements. Play, play through the elements. Hey, we could throw the ball in the snow this year. So, yeah, still kind of looking forward to see what the weather's like on November twenty sixth, but. Uh... Yeah, that's what Urban said. He goes, you know, I was watching Big Noon. I had that recorded, and I wanted to rewatch it. And uh, that's what Urban said. He goes, you know, probably two weeks before the game, I start checking what the weather is going to be for that game to start preparing for it. Yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. It's a big deal. Um, so, any chance the Buckeyes – uh, don't take care of business next weekend or this week coming up, I guess, with uh, Maryland. Uh, no way. Not after seeing what uh, um, the Nittany Lions did to them. You know, I thought they had a pretty good offense. And, you know, Penn State defense was pretty tight against them. So, Any chance of uh, Team Up North slipping up to Illinois this week? Not after these past two weeks, what the Illini have looked like. So, I think you are getting a massive, a massive showdown. And the past two times, it was a top three matchup because that's what it's looking like it's going to be. Yeah. Been played in the shoe 2016 and 20, 2006. Mm-hmm. 2016, 30 to 27. 2006, 42, 39. Just fire me up. Let's go. So I was in the house for that uh, 2016 game. Man, oh, man. It's going to be it's gonna be special. Someone asked me if I thought about when JT was short. When JT was short. Yeah. Gosh, I hate – just shut up. It's over. My goodness. I got I got Dad a picture one year, and it had JT leaning across the first down and pointing first down. And it was like – and then underneath it had a sequence of events, uh, JT jumping in the air where he's in the air over the tight end. Mm-hmm. Down first down, and then after Curtis Samuel going through, and then post game Jim Harbaugh showing my view of the first down. It was that short, and it said it was a first down Harbaugh. <laughs> Pretty sweet. So first down Bucks win, but uh, it's a it's bye week in the SEC. I guess it's you know they do it every November. How stupid. Yeah. Any chance? Any chance that the Bulldogs slip up so we get a one versus two matchup? Uh, no. They travel to Kentucky. No. No. I've kind of doubted them all year, and if you could call this a big game, this is probably what their third biggest game, fourth biggest game on their schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> by, by I'm not gonna do that again. I'm not gonna say okay. Uh, I don't think they're very good. Nah, I think they get it done. Yeah. So we got a two versus three matchup. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be upset if it happened. 
don't get me wrong i'd love to see one and two but uh yeah um i think that's what it's gonna be i think it's two and three i i get mixed emotions about this um i watched the documentary where the 06 documentary where James Laronidas says, I want them to win every game. So the magnitude of the, the game is just like it was in 06. You know, I, I love to see them lose. All right. I'm never upset when they lose. Um, <laughs> and I root for them to lose every game. Um, but something about them, something about this big game buzz with two undefeated teams, it's just, just places so much more on, you know, what the rivalry should be. <coughs> well, I think, uh, you know what? I I would agree with uh, James Laurinaitis on that. When I was younger, you know, it seemed like yeah, you want them to win every game, so it was you know one versus two or a top five matchup or whatever, you know. But I think there for a while, when I got a little bit older, they were just so bad that they lost, you know, two, three, four games a year, sometimes more, obviously. And so it just became comical. So then it was like, okay, this is fun. And this is funny when they lose. <laughs> so right, <laughs> I don't care either way. Yeah. Good point. But, but I don't want, I don't want it in the middle. I don't want them to be like two or three losses coming in. Either I want them to be undefeated or I want them to be absolutely terrible. If right. that makes sense. And even when they have been terrible, if you would say, Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking it up right here. Um, so you know when they have been terrible under like that Urban Meyer uh, stretch, 2012. Uh, you know they were ranked in the top 25. I believe they might have had two losses going in. When mm-hmm. um, we we beat them 26 21. You know 2013, they were that was a bad team up north team and no, they 41. I mean that was a close game. Yeah. And then you had a stretch in 14 and 15 where we were undoubtedly the best team. Yeah. And then six. So, I mean, and then 2017 when John O'Corn threw the pick late and Dwayne Haskins had to come in, that was 31 20 final score, but it was a lot closer than that. Yeah. So there's a couple of those games that Urban coached that were kind of close. So, but yeah, you, there's not going to be in the middle. If you're, if they're going to suck, please suck, but don't have one loss or two loss. Yeah. I agree. I mean, if, yeah. If you're going to lose before that game, lose enough so I don't have to see them wearing their hats around Paulding, you know, mm. their fans. Yeah. Because I always thought it was comical when, um, you, know, Mich- you know, the team up north picked up, you know, their second, third, or fourth loss. You know, their fans quit wearing the gear around town. Yeah. And Grandpa would always say, oh, they're not wearing their stuff anymore. Ha, ha, ha. Yep. So, yeah, that's it for me on the Buckeyes. What do you got? Uh, you got anything else? Or I know we got some fan mail about the Bucks. We do have some fan mail about the Bucks. I forgot my point I was just going to make, but must not have been that important if I can't remember. <clears throat> um, so we got some fan mail. Can you still hear me all right? I've got the fan mail pulled up. Yeah, I got you. Okay, good. Um. This comes from Brady Stabler. Uh, It came last Wednesday at 10.30 p.m. Um, And he sent me his picks for this week. um, Or last week, I suppose. And then at the bottom, 
he sent us some fan mail. And this is rather long, so bear with me. Uh, we appreciate it, but it, I'm, I just suck at reading, so it's, it might take me a while. Um, it says, haven't had the opportunity to listen to the pod in a while, so I'm not exactly sure what all has been discussed previously. And then he said, I'm listening to Monday's episode now, which this, again, was Wednesday. I will throw this in for you two to read or to discuss. And it goes like this. I really don't think Ryan Day is going anywhere. I agree that he walked into a great situation with a great roster, thanks in large part to Urban. However, it is worth remembering that Day has has lost only four games in nearly four complete seasons now, with three of those being to top-tier college football programs, Clemson, Bama, Oregon, and the other to TTUN. Urban was losing games to Purdue, and Iowa by 30 at the end of his tenure. With this being said, Day is now in a situation similar to last season. We have reached November and have a team that is extremely talented, yet extremely flawed in a few areas. The biggest of those being the offensive line. I do not think C.J. Stroud has to run the ball for this team to be successful, but they do have to be able to run and win at the line of scrimmage in some capacity. If they can't fix this quickly, they will have difficulty winning the conference and will not win the national championship. The biggest problem is this. The past three years, Ohio State has had a top five recruiting class nationally. When you watch the other top-tier programs in the South, It is obvious that Ohio State is not developing talent like the others, despite recruiting at the same level. If Ohio State misses the playoff again this year, Day cannot take all the blame, and everyone on staff needs to be thoroughly examined throughout the offseason, including coordinators, position coaches, and strength coaches, with then the 2023 season potentially being a quote-unquote, prove-it year for day. I am hanging on to my belief that last season was an outlier and not a regularity. So until proven otherwise, excuse me, I will rock with day. I agree with everything B-Stabe says. Um, That... You know, that's not exactly how I feel, and I'm sure listeners, I mean, I think I've made it proven that, you know, let it known that I am with Ryan Day. So, yeah, I agree with everything he says, and, you know, just Buckeye Nation, you know, not winning by enough, I just think, yeah, it's pretty nuts, and uh, we just need to calm down. So, calm down, get to that game, and, you know, you win that game and you change everything. You change your whole perspective on Coach Day, so. I will say this to follow that up, Peyton. Um, I have always defended Ryan Day for the most part. And we could go back to before we started this podcast, even last year. uh, Your dad, my dad, whoever uh, would make comments about maybe they don't want Ryan Day around. They want Luke Fickle. Well, whoever. Um, <laughs> yeah, they, they have brought that up and you and I have always 
came to the defense of Ryan Day. But I will tell you this. I was so upset last weekend after watching that Northwestern performance. I was so disgusted that I thought, you know what? Maybe they're right. Maybe they're right. And then the more I calmed down, the more I've read emails and I've thought things through, I've always said this. If you're going to move on from a coach, what's your plan? And, you know, we talked about uh, Scott Frost being let go um, and what's their plan. We've talked about Herm Edwards being let go and, and what's the plan. So to this, I will say, the more I've thought about that, like what's the plan after Ryan Day, the more I'm like, okay, we don't really need to move on from him because who do you go get? Who do you want to get? There, if you know, realistically talking, if you're talking about replacing Coach Day, in which, like I said, I am not for that. Okay, he keeps on bringing in a top five recruiting class year in and year out. Um, I am not for that, but the only person that seems right for the job would be Luke Fickle. Do you think he's leaving, though? I mean, Cincinnati's going to the Big 12 soon. Yeah, but... Money might might keep him there, but I I know the Buckeyes could say, hey, here's... I mean, name your price. No, I think... So, he was actually on the Pat McAfee show today, and I got to watch that interview. And... After the interview, Pat and AJ were talking about, you know, what's his end goal? Is his end goal to be at Cincinnati? And AJ, AJ played for him. And, yeah. you know, AJ said, I think there's only a couple of jobs. Okay. And Pat was literally, uh, while AJ was saying that, throwing up the OHIO the whole time. <laughs> and, and AJ had a smirk on his face. And I do believe. You know, this is his alma mater. You know, this is that's the only time that's the only place I think, you know, Luke would leave Cincinnati. You know, because I think he could have had that Notre Dame job last year. They wanted he's a big family Catholic guy. You know, mm-hmm. everything every, I thought he was going to since uh, to Notre Dame, but he told Notre Dame, you know, wait, everything. But uh, so yeah. I think Luke's the only t- only guy that would be fit for the Ohio State job, and the only guy that's capable of you know keeping this thing going. But Ryan Day's just doing a fantastic job, and AJ alluded to that too in the interviews or after the interview. So, well, I will say this: I, I brought this up to other people uh, earlier this year that maybe were you know or maybe want Ryan Day gone, and I've, I brought Luke Fickle's name up. Like, who do you want to go get? You want to get Luke Fickle? And those people are quick to be like, no, I don't want him. We've, we've already tried him. And I'm not saying he's the same dude he was 11 years ago, you know, when he coached us before. Number one, that was a way different situation. Yeah, um, put put that to rest because he is a, he's an excellent coach. Yeah, for sure. But all those uh, all these people I've talked to are like, no, I don't want him. But and So then my question has always been, okay, then who? Like, who do you want? If it's not Luke Fickle, like who do you want? You want Mike Lee? Jim Trestle and Urban are not coming out of retirement. <laughs> no, no. I, it's, I not, it's not happening. It would be if you. You want Dion? No. No. Not happening. Yeah, Mike. Yeah, like you said, Mike Leach. That'd be Mike an interesting. Leach. That'd be an interesting interview. I think Ryan and. Well, we went to the Tin Cap Stadium this summer. Ryan brought up. Just imagine if he was Ohio State's coach. 
you know, his interviews. Oh, you know, we dot that I, that drum major leads the way. It's pretty fascinating <laughs> how it happens. Yeah, it, it would be something, but uh, I don't want that though. I mean, no. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, who do you want? You know, he is fit for the job, and you know, he's done he's done a great job. My thing, like I said, my thing is it's always been if you're, if you're getting rid of a guy. You gotta have a plan. You gotta like, are you upgrading? Are you are you changing anything by getting a guy? No. Um, other There's than, no upgrade from Ryan Day right now. I don't think so either. I don't think so either. So, Irvin and Tress aren't coming back if that's what they're wanting. So, well, I will say this: I did tweet out last week after Northwestern that it's time for Day to hit the road. But again, the more I thought about it, I was like, a minute. But what are we doing? Yeah, yeah. Think before you tweet, kids. Brian, Hart- <laughs> Brian Hartline. I mean, do we want him to just be the guy? No, no. I think, and I don't. I don't think he. Uh, what's his end goal? I think he's very tentative of just being helping in the pass game and coaching wide receivers at Ohio State. Well, hell, he might. He might be, but I. He might move on somewhere too. I don't um, know. I just. I. You know. There's a. I guess the fandom in me that thinks that, you know, he's a Buckeye for life. I mean, you open up the chat. I thought, I thought that was about Luke Fickle, though, too. I know, totally different. Uh, I don't know. That. Yeah, that's totally I did, different. I did. Growing up, when my dad took me to games back when when Tress was the head coach, dad was like, look at this, that's Luke Fickle. He'd point Luke Fickle out to me every game. Like, dad, I know you pointed him out to me every game. Every game, that's Luke Fickle. He's He's awesome. He he just coaches the heck out of our linebacker. My dad loved pointing out Luke Fickle and loved pointing out our linebackers. That's funny because my mom pointed out Luke Fickle because she had the hots for her. <laughs> well, Coach Jerome and I have always said that he resembles Adam Sandler a little bit. <laughs> and Adam Sandler's younger days are kind of similar. But uh, no, I mean, I uh, like again, I never. Okay. I never thought Luke Pickle would move on either. Or Mike Vrabel. So, yeah, the only two that I would want to take over to Ohio State would be Luke Fickle and Mike Vrabel. I was hoping the Titans would suck, like, this year. And then let's say, you know, we do lose the TTUN and don't make the playoff again. Let's just say that happens. It, I mean, it would have been great for the Titans to be awful. And then we'd be like, hey, Mike Vrabel, here you go come that's, back those are the only two guys that would be upgrade but that doesn't look like that's happening at, at either place I no mean. and it doesn't yeah yeah let's yeah let's quit talking about it because ryan day's our coach and he's gonna be our coach for as long <laughs> as he wants but I, yeah I, I do really want to know what ryan day's end goal is what is it i don't know you know like he's not an ohio guy no new hampshire um but it looks like he loves it here, you know. I don't know. We shall see. We shall see. So, anything else about college football? No, I just it, I didn't get to watch many, many games. Uh, quite a few ranked teams went down, actually. Though, <laughs> why didn't you watch too many games? Well, just being at the stadium, you know, it's a long day. So. <laughs> And then I'm sure we had some festivities. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's 
Ohio State game day, just typical Ohio State game day. I did catch the Ole Miss Alabama game second half. Okay. Um. Well, I caught Miss, the. Well, I caught I caught the first half. So Ole Miss had a chance to win, and uh, proved me right that Alabama is not deserving of a top. Not they're going to move up to top eight probably because Oregon, you know, fell out and you know they tried building up this playoff hopes and then they just let it go away in a matter of seconds against Washington. So. Um, yeah, Alabama's going to move up and they have no business doing it, but it just keep how good, how many good teams are in college football this year and the, uh, parody of it. It'd be such a sweet to have an eight team playoff, just an eight team even. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, the SEC got their, uh, championship game locked. It's LSU, Georgia, big 10. It is wide open and it is ugly in the West, man. Oh man. It's ugly. <sighs> The West is a mess. Now that um, – so you have one, two, four teams tied at four and three in the conference. Yep. Illinois, seven and three overall. Iowa, six and four. Purdue, six and four. Minnesota, seven and three. Really hope to see – you know, Minnesota, they've won three straight. If they can win these next two, I think they could be ranked going into that Big Ten championship game. Um, I mean, and they got Rutgers. No, they already put Rutgers. They got Iowa and Wisconsin. So you you knock Iowa out of the mix. Um, you know, Purdue Purdue schedule is very favorable though to go. Win but that's that's what I was gonna say. I, I like I still like Purdue. I think Northwestern and IU coach uh, Coach Brewer's uh Boilers are you know g- going right now. So yeah, I, I I still like Purdue coming out of the West. Um. You know, just wish they didn't drop a couple of those games. I mean, I mean, they were having a good season, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, they dropped that one to Iowa and Wisconsin. I mean, those are just two games you gotta win. Yeah, but yep. you know, still in contention. So, for sure. But that West is a mess. It is. It's it's ugly. Hopefully, someone separates themselves and they still don't beating each other up. Hopefully, someone can uh, separate themselves and go get ranked. First and foremost, so yeah, I, because I, I would I would imagine Illinois losing probably knocks them out of the top twenty five this week. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, see, there's deep down in me, I want Minnesota to go because I love PJ Fleck. I love the energy. I love how he coaches. Nothing fake about that guy. Again, Coach Jerome and I were talking over the weekend. We just want somebody different. We want. Uh, the Purdue or the Minnesota, I think. We're Illinois. I mean, we're going to get that. For sure, we're going to get that. We're not going to get Ohio State, Wisconsin. Well, good. I'm tired of watching that same episode over and over again. Yeah, so. (laughs) Still up determined if I want to go to that Big Ten championship game or not, but. I am not. It's going to be bad, but. I am not. I made my mind up. If I'm going to spend the money, then I'm going to go when it's like worth going. I hate to be that way, but you know what I mean. It's just yeah. who, <laughs> whether it's us or team up north. I mean, the East winner should roll in that one, just like team up north did last year. 
Yeah, so. So, I mean, there you have it. There you have so, it. Yeah. Um, That's college for the week. Fun week. Two more weeks to go. Um, do you still have – do you still think uh, Bama's too high? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I won't – you want to share mean, with everybody? You want to share with everybody I mean, I the text you sent me Saturday night? Uh, yeah, using some colorful yeah. information. So I'm not well, going to read that. You don't, have, you don't have to use word for word. But you were arguing with me on the pod, last pod, that uh, um, Alabama you know, and State. Right. And I said, I texted you and said, yeah, Bama is the best team, the ninth best team in the country, dot, 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 get the bleep out of here yeah they're not i mean maybe with you know shaking it out and uh, moving them up but you gotta give respect to penn state you got to you do but that that win at home against texas a&m looks even they're not gonna make they're not going bowling Uh, that's something to talk jimbo's making 750k a game to not go bowling. <laughs> They're he horrible. Gets start, he gets to start vacation early. The, the transfer portal floodgates are going to be open, and some teams are going to get rich because they don't want to play for that dumpster fire. They're so bad, and I tell you what, Ole Miss is going to have to open. I mean, going to open up the checkbooks or something. They're going to have to have some alumni throw some money. Because I really think, like, their guy is Lane Kiffin. He's a good coach. Okay, and I'm telling you, like, there was something I heard that maybe he's not happy with, that he can't pay his coordinators and whatnot, or can't, whatever. There's a money issue, and I think if somebody down there and the SEC, especially the way with the transfer portal now where guys can just follow him wherever. Mm-hmm. Similar situation with Lincoln Riley to USC. Somebody's going to pay this guy. Somebody might outbid you. So if I'm if I'm Ole Miss, like, let's go. It's time to it's time to make a move here. Right. Um because he he doesn't seem real happy. No. In that regard. So I don't know, man. Had a chance to win it, so yeah. Had a chance to, I mean, yeah, that was the only other them, and then the, you know, caught glimpses of the team up north game also. So um, keep it, keep an eye on them from here on out. I do want to say that um, it looked like Saturday. Again, Coach Jerome and I talked about this Saturday night. Uh, we only caught like the first half, maybe the first three quarters of uh, team up north. Uh, but it seemed to me like the Buckeyes were working on the run game and the Wolverines were working on their pass game a little bit. Yeah, both teams are sure things up. Both <laughs> teams are sure things up. Yeah, it's finding that kind of funny. Um, it's awesome now, though. Like, best time of the year, Bobby Carpenter says, arguing politics and uh, arguing where teams should be ranked, college football. It, it's the best time oh, yeah. of the year. It's been, it makes it even, Go ahead. What'd you well, say? It makes it even better, like getting to be around families now. He goes because that 
it makes great conversation for Thanksgiving <laughs> dinner. <laughs> we might have to go live from Poverty Nam uh, next Thursday. I don't think we can Thanksgiving blank stuff Day. Out. I don't think we can blank stuff out from Poverty Nam. It might. We well, might have to like explicit like. Yeah, we're gonna have to charge people for that one. Yeah, so, because like there's gonna be like explicit content. <laughs> I could probably find a good editor, but um, my, we could we could get going on that Ryan Day. And it, yeah, and there's there's two extremes. There's Dad and his brothers, and you know all the cousins like me, you, Wyatt, Luke that will back Ryan Day. Yeah. And then, and then you you know your dad and my dad will say, "Oh, they're just going to kick the crap out of us on Saturday," which is the team up north, and and we'll sit there and defend it. Uh, it won't happen. You say it every year, and yeah, we and, and, and hold on, hold on. And how many times did you hear this from your dad or my dad? Well, you guys didn't live through the Cooper years. I hear that a bunch. Oh my gosh! Get out of here. They think because they've been right two out of the last 22 years or whatever that like it's going to happen every year. It's like, slow your roll, man. I'm not saying we can't, but good gracious. Just look yeah, at the hit. Like to jump to conclusions quick. They do. They do. Oh, I just thinking about what else people would say at poverty knob, you know, Susan and Brent, I think they would back up Ryan day, but then they would always, <laughs> they always say they always bring up that big eared freak on ESPN. They talk about Paul Feinbaum. Did you hear what that big eared freak said? That's what, that's what they call him. Yep. So, yeah. And then Brent, he'd have to throw in something about the hogs. The hogs. Sam Pittman. You see how <laughs> close we played them Tigers? <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> so. And yeah. of course, and of course, we're going to talk hockey. Oh yeah, comments. <laughs> so, but oh yeah, I can't wait for next Thursday. That's that's no, hard maybe. to believe. It's right around the corner here. Best best holiday of the year, Thanksgiving. Yeah, no Some question tur- about it. And turkey and taters. And- yeah, no question about it because hey, it's not as like you know. Stressful as Christmas, you know, people trying to get gifts and everything. You eat, you get to lay back and watch football. And, you know, I tend to doze off while I watch that those games because I, I just get so stuffed. But Just stuff yourself. Yeah. Hey, if anybody, if anybody doesn't have anything going on Thanksgiving, come on out to Poverty Knob. Just give us a heads up so we know how much food to have. <laughs> Any of our listeners out there. I'm sure uh, Paulette won't mind. <laughs> you think she'll mind? No. <laughs> you ain't got plans for Thanksgiving. Hit us up. <laughs> <laughs> no team up north fans, though. No. Nope. Nope. Because everyone's going to be rocking their scarlet and gray. For sure. I usually have a jersey on. I rock I rock a jersey or a Ohio State sweatshirt. So, yeah. I can't wear a sweatshirt there because it gets so hot. I'm ready to lick a window. It's so hot. <laughs> My goodness. But that's how they like it. 
Well, a lot of people then their ovens on, stoves on. And I'm gonna be old someday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes it a, a interesting topic on my other Thanksgiving because I got a couple. Well, I got some team up north fans on that side every year. So. Yeah, is that fun? We try to like not bring it up, like. Yeah. Both, yeah. Fans, both fans are going to be wear like they'll wear their maize and blue and stuff, but it doesn't get brought up too much. <laughs> like we'll just say it will be a good game, you know. So, how, what's that? How 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 did your dad ever? Uh convert your mom over well mom wasn't a true fan first and foremost okay she was just like her brother and they became team up north fans because they wanted to make their dad mad oh i see so you know make her dad mad or make her um future husband happy i don't know but I see. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which one did she want to pick? Pick your poisons. <laughs> Thank God she converted. But yeah, fake fan. Just trying to make her dad mad. Make Grandpa Mike mad. So. All right. Uh, let's talk about uh, NFL real quick, if you want to. Yeah, let's just go real quick uh, because talk, I want to get to talk the about team. Jay Fields. Oh, Jay Fields. Um, Dan Orlovsky, I love watching this guy on Get Up on Monday mornings, ESPN Get Up. He said today that, you know, if he's on it, if Justin Fields is on a team that should be contending, he's in the MVP conversation. Well, now, I heard something today. If What if he was the quarterback for the 49ers? Yeah. What, yeah. Kyle Shanahan messed up big time. Well, we just we just don't know about Trey Lance, but he definitely he's definitely got to be looking at what Justin Fields is doing and kicking himself. Yeah, but yeah, if he's the quarterback for the Niners, whew, look out! But you know, he had another great day. You know, the INT to Jeff Okuda, Buckeye number one to Ohio, other Ohio State number one, still rocking yeah. number ones and they're pros. But you know, Okuda got. Justin one time and pick six, but uh, and then he responded right back with a 67 yard touchdown run, and it looked like he just got shot out of a cannon. So, another great day, I think. Third time, and um, this is the third time in NFL history that a team scored 30 could uh, 30 points in three straight games and lost all three. All right, well, we knew we had a king away. Yeah, you couldn't kick the field goal. And, you know, you missed your extra point. But yeah. you knew when you traded away Rokon Smith and Robert Quinn that, you know, defense is going to have uh, problems. And uh, I seen a tweet from Caden Sutton that said, uh, that said, you know, it could be way worse. You know, they're competing in every game. Your quarterback took another a step in the right direction. And, um, you have the most cap space and hopefully a top 10 draft pick next year. It could be way yeah. worse. I mean, you could be getting blown out and just hard to watch, but it's fun to watch. It is, it is fun. I mean, you're competing with, you know, last week you competed with the Dolphins, you know, so. For sure. Um. Anyways, your Cardinals pick up a big one. 
Yeah, I want I want this to be. I'm gonna start uh, tweeting this. I want I want this to be trending, as the kids say, or as Twitter calls it. Colt McCoy for MVP. I mean, my goodness. The dude comes in three games for us last year, goes two and one in those three games with a loss to the eventual Super Bowl champion Rams. So far this year comes in, the offense looks completely different because what do we have to do? Simplify things. Cliff can't be as cute because he doesn't have Kyler back here at quarterback. So he simplifies things. And we come out, Cardinals just dink and dunk all the way down the field. Get the run game going. James Conner has a big day. And they beat the Rams 27-17. And to tell you the truth, the Rams tacked one on with 30 seconds to go. I mean, punched one in. It was 27-10. to Defense was phenomenal. Not that the Rams have been lighting up the scoreboard this year, but defense was great. Offense looked great. I say keep K-1 out. That's my hot take. Blake McGarvey agrees with you. K1 on the pine, man. Yeah, Blake McGarvey agrees with you because I texted him last week. I said, what do your Cardinals need to do? Like, does Cliff need to go first? And he goes, the quarterback needs to go first. I agree. And now you're in too deep. You paid him. Yeah, that's why I told Blake. I said, that's going to be a tough check to swallow, though. <laughs> Here's the thing. How about you just simplify it for him? Just play like you did yesterday. Don't get cute. Run all this stuff. You, you his know, body language. His body language sucks, though. I mean, you, I'm, I'm a big body language guy. He does. It does suck at times. But you know, when he's in the game, we try to do all this stuff with Rondale Moore. Get cute. Put him in motion. Back motions. Uh, throwing the ball to him behind the line of scrimmage. Swing passes. Jet sweeps. And then we'll fake the jet sweep. We got all these counters off of it. Guess what he did yesterday? He went out and ran routes. Why? Because he couldn't do all that stuff. Because you didn't have a guy at quarterback that was a threat to run. So guys aren't focused on that. You put him out there, you ran routes. We had three, four guys, five guys going out for for a pass. And Colt just made reads and boom, 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 marched right down the field, man. It was it was it was awesome. I don't know what his stats were, but looked good. <clears throat> looked real good. And guess what? The guy <clears throat> can still take off and get yards when he has to. Yeah. So I watched I, I like McCoy in college. I thought he got snubbed out of a couple Heismans. I thought he deserved one of them. He's a dude. He, always, he was always in the running. I loved watching him in, in college. Um but uh yeah. I'm happy for you guys. You got the Cardinals got a big win. But I'm yeah good. back to Kyler, I do think that like set him like I don't, his body, he fights with, you know, D hop and it just body language is a big thing. That's the one flaw I, uh, that drives me nuts about Justin Fields and CJ Stroud. Even they look so calm in the moment. Like, I mean, you know, they don't show that much emotion. Mm. So they don't know how they're feeling. You know, they're not smiling, rah, rah, getting their guys up, but they're also not throwing helmets and getting in fights. Yeah. So, I mean, it could be worse for Justin Fields and CJ Stroud, but, yeah, it could be worse because, you know, a few weeks ago you have a dust up with with uh, Cliff and Kyler during a timeout. Right. And D-Hop steps in the middle his first game back. And then last week 
you have Kyler and D Hop going at it on the sideline. It's like, okay, who's the problem here? Right. I the guess pro- the problem's K one. That's the problem. Right. So I think, you know, I'll go back to Justin Fields. I mean, he doesn't do rah rah, but he does go up and like guy drops a ball, he goes up and dabs him up real quick, or you know, mm-hmm. you know, you know, goes to talk to him real quick. So I mean, yeah. I'd rather have a guy that's pretty calm in the moment than a guy that's wanting to fight every chance he gets. And I'm I'm I'm, I'm I will say this. He does he'll do ten things in a game that you're just like, wow. Like, how did he get out of that? How did he make that through? But there's always once or twice a game. Look at his numbers. He did it last year. He was good for one interception a game, and it's not even close when he throws that interception. No. I mean, it's it's to no one in particular. And the defense comes up with it, and it's like, dude, in what universe did you think you were going to get that ball there? <laughs> like, I can see that. And, a, I mean, he threw – I think the last couple games he's thrown two picks a game. And it's like, dude, with this year, you're not scoring many touchdowns. I mean, you might have more picks than touch. I'd have to go back and look at that. But this dude's thrown a lot of picks. I'd say right around nine or ten, right where we're at. So, I don't know, man. But – well, good, good win. For, good win. Good, good job for the Cardinals and keeps them in the hunt for a little bit longer so they don't start tanking and uh, D Hop can still keep getting me some fantasy points. Yep. Uh, the last two games I really want to touch on real quick here in the NFL before we jump to high school because I think I, I want to get into high school. Yeah. Uh, real quick. But uh, um, first and foremost, the Packers, Aaron Rodgers, you know, looks like he's got a receiver again. Um, Who? Christian Watson. Oh. oh, my. Yeah, I didn't really mean to say who. I just meant woo. Like, what a performance. Because I watched, I watched that. Yeah, <laughs> I, big I, time. I know, I know it came out like, who are you talking about? No, I know exactly who you're talking about. Uh, yeah, I, so I watched the Cardinals, but I also had the Red Zone channel on. So uh, it kept flipping back to that game, and I was like, look at this dude. Yeah, so grabs I'm, him. And then – uh, yeah, talking about the pack and everything, they played great. And then the last NFL game I really want to touch on. If you want to keep, do you want to still touch on that, or are you good? What's that? The pack. You done? Oh, we're good. Yeah, I don't want to talk too highly of them because I can't stand them still. <laughs> the mighty purple people eaters. Well, that's a big one. Jay <laughs> Jefferson. It's a big one. Holy moly. I mean, that puts to rest – does that put to rest, you know, a banged-up Josh Allen? I don't care. He played – he played really well, actually, except for, you know, f- uh, the turnovers late in the game. But uh, does that put to rest, like, you know, the Vikings are legit? I think it does, for now at least. Um, I think they are legit now. Does legit mean they're going to the Super Bowl? I'm not ready to say that, I don't think. No, because that uh, Kirk Cousins is going to have to play in prime time. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, I'm not ready to say that, but I will say uh, they look pretty good. Yeah, if this if this game's at eight, I don't think the the Vikings come back and win. But uh, this game was at you know one p.m. So they're yeah. they're gonna they're gonna be able to host a couple playoff games. So they could be right there in the NFC Championship. Um, so 
Well, so like right now, looking at records, it's going to come down to them and and Philly. And they, Philly owns a tiebreaker, though. Philly does own the tiebreaker, so Philly's going to have to lose some games, and Minnesota's got to keep rolling. Is what I'm saying to get that one seed, you know. So, um, that would be huge, though. I mean, here in a couple weeks, if we're talking, you know, let's say Philly drops a couple, and Minnesota's kind of still around the table. That's going to get interesting. It is. It is. Um, so, Skull. Yeah, big win for them. Have, I have, well, there's a lot of people that I know that are Vikings fans. Well, first, our grand, our grandpa and uh, your dad and Scott. But uh, Jarrett Miller is a big diehard Vikings fan, too. Yeah. Which his dad's I, a Bengals fan. I don't know how that happened. Actually, I do know he's a big Adrian Peterson fan, but <laughs> – there are a lot of Vikings fans. So, yep. Good for them, though. Yep, good for them. All right, let's get to Friday night slash Saturday night lights. Wow. What surprised you the most? Because I, I know what surprised me the most. What surprised me the most was I knew this team was good, but I didn't know if they were 34 points better than Coldwater good. <laughs> And that's <laughs> the crap out of me. <laughs> and that's the Liberty Center Tigers. My goodness. Wow. Good. And I told you last week when we were making our picks, I said this could be one or two scores. Like, and I thought somewhere between seven and 14. When I just kept seeing the score pop up, I was like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> they just keep scoring. And their offense isn't built to, to score quick. And so them scoring five touchdowns in four quarters is huge. Yeah. I mean, huge. Against cold water. I mean, cold water, guys, cold water is not bad. No, no. It's against the Mac team, everybody. Yeah. If you don't know, the Mac's pretty damn good. <laughs> they are. So. Right, do, do we have to do we have to hold the red flag? Like, are we worried about Marion Locals defense? They gave up three points. Yeah, I'm that is another thing I'm shocked about. Someone they scored gave, on Marion Local. <laughs> they haven't been scored on until Saturday night. They hadn't been scored on since September twenty third. Can you believe that? That's <laughs> it's getting it done. I don't even know what I was doing on September twenty third. That's crazy. And that's I was up at the benefit. That was Saturday night. I was up at the benefit up at Good Time Saloon. Uh, I'll talk about that a little bit later. But I saw that score come across, and it was three to nothing. And I was like, hold the phone, everybody. Like, I stood up in front of everybody and said, hold on. Whoa. Because we're all kind of keeping tabs on Antwerp and, and Van Wert and everybody. And I was like, listen to this. Marion Local just gave up a field goal. What are we doing? What's going on down there? And everybody's like, oh, sit down and shut up. We thought you had something important to say. So, but yeah, I was like, what in the world, man? And then the Grove Bulldogs pull out a close one. And Crawford. Yeah. Yeah. Close one. So, wow. Um, what I want to get to is, the Antwerp Archers, the Green Meadows Conference moves on, survives, and advances to another week of high school football. 
They do. 27. And it, gutsy, gutsy. You know, they had a, you know, more, more adversity struck the archers. Um, you know, I seen a tweet, you know, couldn't really, I, I found out late that they were live streaming it. So didn't get a chance to watch it. Found out on it from a tweet for, through NWO sports that uh, Carson Oldemus went down mm-hmm. and was out a couple plays. And then I seen a video of like the last touchdown and I seen him walking off the field and like, he was like, you know, he looks hurt. Like something happened. Yeah. And, but you know, gutsy performance by him. It That, you know, we said last week, you know, he wanted the ball in his hands to go win the game. And, you know, he fights through an injury to come back and win. I mean, that gutsy, gutsy, gutsy. So, mighty impressive. Yeah. And yeah. another thing, I, you know, if you're a defensive coordinator of LCC this week, all right, you – who do you look at to, you know, you know, you definitely – you circle Brewer. I mean, that's a given. You don't want him to butt top on you. You know, he went for five catches for 121 yards and a touchdown. But, you know, where would you say Cam Fuller is in the Antwerp Archer's receiving tree? Like, what number would you say? Three, four? You know, he, yeah. goes, he goes for four catches, 103 yards. Parker Moore, I mean, this kid, you know, comes out back from a, you know, pretty significant injury, you know, makes it to his last game uh, against Jefferson. And uh, he has six catches for 69 yards and a touchdown. You know, yeah. that, that, that's the guy that we talk about. That's crucial for them. He's, he's one of the two seniors that gets, like, those possession catches, and he's going to make a play somehow, some way. And then how about Caden Winslow? We kept talking about him, like, this kid's come on, two catches for 40 yards, and he was the second-leading tackler with eight. Yeah. Like, this, this team is loaded. And Reed least he does what he does. He gets three tuds. So. They're Man, good. They're good. The stat line from Carson Olmus, though, 21 of 33, 367 yards, two touchdowns, carried the ball 10 times for 55 yards. I don't know when he got hurt, but I'm I'm sure he had a play. You know, most there's some stats had to come after that injury, too. They did. Um, I want to say again, I didn't watch it, I wasn't there. Um, as as at the benefit, so again we're checking scores. I want to say it was in the fourth that he got hurt. He left for maybe a series and came back in when they had to go score. And, and they did, and they did just that. And they did just that. So, um, I know he was out for sounded like at least a series, but I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to say for sure that's what it was, but that's what it sounded like to me. Um, and I don't want to speculate on the injury because I've heard about three different stories and, you know, it is what it is. You, yeah. You don't speculate high school kids injury because yeah, you don't know so many stories. There's no injury report like college or NFL. So, yep. yep. So I'm not going to be the guy that does that. Nope. Um, we just hope that he's good. To- yeah. They're going to need him against LCC for um, sure. Got to be able to run the ball. That's part of that Antwerp offense is, you know, we talk about the the zone read with Ohio State. You know, the quarterback has to run the ball to make that zone read work. The quarterback's got to run the ball for the archers to make this team go, and, you know, they're, they're going. So, yep. <clears throat> but, yeah, another good performance by them, and uh, they move on to the, to the regional final. I mean, that's crazy. Good for them. 
chance to go to the Final Four against – oh, I mean, got a tall task at hand. You know, Lima, Lima Central Catholic, they are playing uh, a lot better. You know, we've we seen them lose to Tenora earlier in the year, but, you know, they've come on as of late. And, you know, beating Macomb, that's, that, that says something. So Yeah. Yeah, that was another a surprise to me um, over the weekend, but – I just didn't. I mean, didn't really shock me that that they beat Macomb, but uh, I really thought Macomb was going to win that game. I really did. That's why I picked I, him. Yeah, I thought we were on a collision course to the uh, Macomb Antwerp region for uh, sure regional finals. But I did pick LCC. So you did. I just went off on a limb. I don't know why I picked them. <laughs> I don't know. So, and then two NWC teams still remain. The Allen East Mustangs, they take care of business 37 7 against Tri Village. Yes, they did. They did. So, <laughs> they got a massive test now ahead of them. Oh, boy. Local Flyers. The Marion Local Flyers, who, my goodness, what were they thinking giving up three points the other night? Yeah, yeah. fire the defensive coordinator. Make them run sprints at practice. Yeah. So. Um, and then in D four, we got the Cougars. They're still. Move on. They sure did. They, they got. They got to go. Well, they on. Got a big one. What's that? I said they got a big one for yeah. sure. I don't know where they got to go, but they they get to see Ted Ginn <laughs> Senior on the sidelines. So. <laughs> So the Paulding girls game gets moved this week because LC won. So yeah, I saw that. that that's, that's crazy cool. that that high school girls hoop starts this week. It does they do start this week? Um, and another tweet I wanted to mention there. We'll, we'll talk about hoops a little bit. Um, they're the boys' games, the boys' basketball games that have been moved due to football. Uh, Friday, um, Black Friday, the Friday after Thanksgiving, there, 11.25. Antwerp St. John's has been postponed. Grove and Wayne Trace postponed. Crestview Van Wert, OG and Eastwood, and Waynesville Goshen at Parkway. Uh, Saturday, the 26th, Holgate and Antwerp postponed. Kenton and Colonel Crawford postponed. And uh, St. Mary's at Coldwater postponed. I did see that today, so I did want to read those off there. Gotcha. <clears throat> so it looks like the Raiders of Wayne Trace will start their basketball season actually Saturday night um, against Parkway. Yeah, so. hoop season's gonna be here. Don't blink, and then you, you know, it's a long season. You're a, you're in a marathon. You're not in a sprint. That that you know, it felt like you blink and football season was over. Mm-hmm. Um, basketball season, yo, it's it's a grind and it it's a lot. So, and we're down to the elite eight in each division, seven divisions, if my math's correct. Uh, it's fifty six teams left. Thank you, Craig Miller, for helping me out with math growing up. So. Uh, give that shout out there. Fifty six teams left in the state, so uh, this will be good. And we got hoops right around the corner. I can't wait. Yeah, me either. So, 
Gonna be fun. Going to be, uh, yeah. Hope. Oh, it's gonna be here, and it's gonna be exciting. So, um, that's it for me tonight, man. I had I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, and I do want to say this. Uh, winner of our picks this week, I'm going to go ahead and reveal it. We had a tie. We had a tie. This guy's been wanting to jump in on the pod for a long time. Your buddy, the Dayton Price. The Dayton Price. He's in. (laughs) We're going to see if we can have him on Wednesday. This will be an interesting interview. <laughs> this should be entertaining. <laughs> Might have to edit some stuff. No, I'm just kidding. He, this is gonna be fun. Uh, but uh, he's, uh, you know, I want I want to see what his take is on his uh, Packers getting rejuvenated. You know, he was all down in the dumps about them, but still picking them in the pod picks. And so, yeah. let's see what uh, you know how jacked he is. So helped him get the victory. Helped him get the victory. So. Let's not, let's not forget who, you know, how many I had. Okay, for official record, let's look here. Peyton, you had 12. You led the way. I mean, you were 12 to 16. Pretty good. I've been on a tear since I started, since I lost to my mom that one week. I'm just saying. <laughs> Your mom had half of that. Yeah, see, I've been on a tear. <laughs> um, Once you hit rock bottom, there's only one way to go, and that's to go up. There were three people with 10. Nobody had 11. Three people with 10 wins, and that was Dayton Price, Jeff Mormon, and myself. So technically, Dayton and Jeff tied. But because Jeff's been on twice, we're going to share the love. And I think Jeff's okay with that. I didn't really ask him, but. I'm sure Jeff's fine with that. Yeah. Uh, he enjoys coming on, but we'll we'll spread the love a little bit. That's how we're going to break ties here. So, and Dayton got every college game right. Wow. <laughs> only two high school games and only three NFL games. <laughs> but the Packers, they, they prevail for him. But when he texted me the picks, he goes, man, and I agreed with him. Picking games this week was hard. Like, it was a guess for each game. It was hard. It was. So, congrats to DP, and I uh, can't wait to have him on the pod. You got all five high school games right. Yeah, what can I say? Call me Herbie. Well, I only missed once. I wouldn't toot your horn too much. I missed Macomb. That's where you got me. Well, well I got you, so. <laughs> All right, you got any shout-outs before we get off here? Yeah, I got a couple shout-outs, actually, real quick. First and foremost, to uh, Luke the Duke, I, I heard he had a great play. I wasn't able to watch it, so I heard he did a heck of a job. Oh, hold on, and, I'm sorry. I'm sorry not to interrupt you, but I didn't go because I knew if I went, I wouldn't be able to be serious, and I was just going to laugh the whole time. And guess what? I was right because just with the pictures that were posted on Facebook, I was <laughs> I was rolling. I'm sure he did phenomenal, but like somebody's gonna have to give me a, a copy of that, and I'm gonna have to watch it on my own because if I'd have went there, dude, I'd have had to sit out in the hallway or something. 
Like I just couldn't take him serious. I couldn't take it. I couldn't take anything serious. <laughs> yep. So shout out to him. A second, I got three shout outs. Number two to Jacob Deisler. You know, plays for the Yellow Jackets. They pick up a big one against DBs. Derek Max of Bluffton Beavers. Um, Saturday in a big rivalry game. So super happy for him. You know, you know his. He took two years of football off, and he came back, and you know was playing for you know the Yellow Jackets. So happy for him. He's put a lot of time, a lot of work in to get back to where he is. So happy for Jake and the the Yellow Jackets. And then my last shout out was very very cool. Head old Buckeye coach seven and zero against the team up north, Urban Meyer. I got a, I got I was able to get a picture with Urban Friday mid-afternoon so this is a funny story if you want me to tell it yeah so after i got off work at two and i was walking back you know it was a the buses weren't running because it was a university holiday okay it was too cold to ride the scooters and it was like a misty rain and so i walked back and you know i if i if there's a way to you know walk by the shoe any chance possible i do and so I'm walking by the shoe, check out to see, you know, the tailgate set up for, you know, Saturday and everything. And, um, you know, the big noon set was right by the R pack, which is, you know, the weight lifting room. And yeah. so I'm standing there taking videos, just, you know, said, I sent one to you about, you know, big noon was set up. Yeah. And, uh, which is on so, the Southeast side of the stadium. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. Yeah. So where it's, where it's always set up, just given you know, our, idea where it's at yep so um i'm staying there for a little bit and then after i sent you the video um brady quinn walks out and hops on the set and then um rob stone followed with matt leinert reggie bush and then urban was dead last and so i'm standing there and talking to the, you know a guy from fox came up well I asked a guy that was standing to my right he looked like he was important with fox i was like hey do you think like i can get a picture with urban he goes, I have no clue. I'm just told to hold the umbrella for him when they walk in and out. <laughs> and, so, and then so next thing you know, like I'm just standing there watching, seeing what they're like. It's kind of cool, the teleprompter they have and everything, how everything works. They're just going to run through before the next day show. And um, some it looked like Urban's boss, well, boss for Fox, comes up to me. He goes, you a big Ohio State fan? I said, yeah. He goes, do you want to meet Urban? I was like, absolutely. And so – he goes, follow me. So he takes me inside the art pack to a hallway where everyone from Big Noon will come in after the after they're done. He goes, you know, so just get out of the rain, you know, so you can not wait outside. I was like, sweet, thanks. So not 10 minutes goes by. Brady Quinn's the first one in. You know, I say hi to him, shake his hand. I didn't ask for a picture. I didn't want to get a picture with all of them, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just feel like I was asking too much. Um, Matt Liner spoke to me. Um, Reggie Bush and then Urban came in and then there was another family that was waiting by me they're actually from New Jersey their first Buckeye game and the guy told him he can I they could come in too you know so they got a picture with everyone but I, I just didn't want to and I just I just was too jacked to see Urban and then Urban walks in and he shakes my hand he goes you want a picture I said absolutely so Urban's boss takes a picture of us and uh, he asked me, you know, where I was from. I said, Northwest Ohio. And he asked Bowling Green. And I said, well, close to it. 
and because uh, <laughs> you know coach meyer coached at bowling Green. yeah yeah and uh i said close to it and i said paulding and, and then he and i was like thanks coach for the picture he goes no problem and then he gave me a fist bump well as i'm giving him a fist bump i said seven to no and he smirked that's all i wanted to say to urban like the chance to <laughs> get to say seven and oh to him was awesome that is awesome yeah I mean that that made my day. That was freaking awesome. I probably made his day. I doubt he, it. He yeah. probably no for real. He probably loves when people are like hey seven and zero. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's That's a, what he's a legend at Ohio State to beat that team. Yeah, I mean, he's the only one to not lose to him. Yeah, only one. I mean, and he says that's his greatest feat. You know, go unbeaten against I'm, the I'm, team at North. Not the three national championships. You know, going seven and zero against the team of North because that's that's how you're graded at Ohio State. That's that's why we're you know people have discussed about Ryan Day because you lose to them. You know, we don't lose to them here. That's right. That's right. No, I'm serious. I mean, he probably doesn't care who you are or doesn't. I mean, he's not going to remember where you said you're from or anything like that because he meets a bunch of people. But for you to say seven and zero. He thought about he he's like oh yeah, that's me that's me baby, like yeah, you made his, you made his day. I'm telling you that that's all I wanted to say to him was seven and zero. I mean that I, I was thinking of that for a long time. So it was definitely <laughs> worth staying in the rain a little bit. I'm so glad that the buses weren't running, so I didn't have to take a bus back to my dorm where I wouldn't have gotten the opportunity. And there you uh, go. Thankful for you know his boss at Fox to he goes man we love doing this we love the fans interacting with us so. Sweet. That's awesome. And he's he's gonna be back in two weeks. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And he's gonna be jacked. Oh he was jacked Saturday morning. Did you watch I, I yeah, I re- I recorded it and watched it Sunday. <laughs> he was fist bumping and everything. Yeah, I just love how he doesn't say the name. He he calls them the Wolverines. Yeah. He doesn't say that state, so no, he doesn't. Yeah, yeah, that um, was awesome. Made my day. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, so can we share this or can we not share it? You got you got two pretty cool pictures this weekend. Oh, yeah. The second one was uh, Saturday night after the guy has two tuds. Cade Stover, you know, I'm at a I'm at a uh, one of the houses, and Cade um, Stover's there. It's it was a ag house you know he's a big ag guy you know, yeah farmer, farmer grunt <laughs> so me and my buddies you know go up and say my buddy leads the way he goes dude that's Cade." you know and Cade was this you know he's there's some people going up to him asking for pictures but he was just being a normal college kid yeah and we're like hey Cade, you know can we get a picture with you and, and he goes absolutely guys you know he he was seen very down to earth and he looked like when people went up to ask pictures, he had a smile and said, absolutely. Like, you know. Yeah. I mean, there's some, you know, you know, high profile guys that, um, you know, hate getting pictures taken, like leave me alone. But, you know, just think about him. He's from a small town, Lexington, Ohio. Yeah. You know, I'm just loving every minute playing for, you know, probably a dream school, Ohio State. Just taking sure. everything, taking taking this team, becoming a star on this team, being a vital part of this team's success. So, I mean, he's probably just loving it, and you know, loves every opportunity to engage with fans. So, for sure, man. 
That's awesome. Yeah, so that's two pretty cool pictures. So, you know, three all in one week with uh, Travion Henderson and JT Tumalau. Oh, yeah, that was earlier last week, yeah. Yeah, at the basketball game. There you go. You're just raking them all in. Yeah, it's just crazy how they're happening. I haven't got anybody on the pod yet, though. No. What are you doing? <laughs> we got to sell this thing. <laughs> <laughs> so there's your shout-outs. I've got a couple. Um, first of all, I'm going to shout-out um, – Volleyball season being over, I listened to 99.7. I listened to Kenny the other day. Uh, Thursday, Crestview Knights go down to New Bremen, and then New Bremen ends up winning it on, on Saturday. Um, so, again, shout out to the Knights. Great year. Uh, you know, they finished down there at state in the state semifinal. That's pretty cool, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I want to give that a shout out. And then... Um, my, my last shout out is, uh, the benefit that we had up at good time saloon, um, here in Payne, Ohio. I'm not sure the exact dollar amount they raised, uh, but I can tell you money was flying around. Um, they had, I mean, I think I counted, there's like 150, uh, silent auction items. I mean, these items were cool, man. Um, it was just a great night. Um, you know, I, I didn't go too crazy because, you know, the money was flying anyway, but, um, went up there, had a good time. I did throw my, I mean, you could always use an extra TV in your house, right? So threw my name in the bucket for a TV, uh, didn't get that, but donated that and then. Um, I think that was five or 10 bucks. Can't remember. And then just, just hanging out with everybody. I mean, the place was packed. It was crazy. Um, like again, I don't know how much money was raised, but if you know the setup, you know, where the bars at here in pain, the street was full. Um, the parking lot around back was full. The street around back by home miners and everything was completely full. Um, I ended up having to park clear over by Williamson insurance and like the post office, uh, which is a good block away, you know, um, parked over there and had to walk. So like, and I got there at six thirty, seven o'clock. Um, so yeah, it was, it was crazy. It was crazy. There's a lot of people there. And, um, again, just a, a great time for a great cause. So I was up there, Hung out pretty much all night and had had a great time. Had a great time, but you love to see like a community come together like that. You know what I mean? It was just, it was almost overwhelming. I walked in there, I'm like, okay, this is like too claustrophobic. But uh, you know, I get that way. So, but ended up finding the table, and it was it was great. It was great. Raised a lot of money. So good deal. I'm anxious to see how much that amount was. Well, that's good. That's that's fun part about living in small town. Just everyone supporting everybody. So good deal. Glad to hear yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it, it was a mixture of everybody. Everybody hanging out, talking. Saw some people I haven't seen in a long time. So, um, yeah, it's great. That's great for things like that when when people come out and support. So, 
just wanted to give that a shout out again. It was very successful and a great job by everyone who's involved with that. So, all right, man. Well, yeah, that's awesome that you had that. Had a good weekend. So I did too. And uh, get two more opportunities here in the regular season for the Buckeye football. That's good. Full weekend of football. So let's enjoy the heck out of it. And uh, yep, congrats to all our area teams winning Friday and Saturday nights. Yeah, that's awesome. Can't wait to tune in. Nope. So <coughs> you heading home, heading home this weekend or staying in Columbus? Staying in the bus. At a baby. Staying in the bus, watching the Buckeyes try to beat down on the Terrapins. And, uh, you know, Thanksgiving break starts next Tuesday. So. All right, man. Can't wait. Nope. Uh, we'll, we'll be back at it again Wednesday. Uh, we're we're going to see if we can get Dayton on. Peyton's going to get that all figured out for us. And uh, and then we might have a couple more guests, but, but not sure yet. So I'm um, still in the works. But uh, stay tuned for, for Wednesday night's episode. Um, but, man, that's all I got. Yep, that's all I got, too. It's been a fun one. Good talking to you, man. Yep, good talking to you. you uh, again, you can catch us on Spotify and Amazon Music. Uh, you could get in on the picks um, or just send us some fan mail like we had Brady's tonight um, across the field pod at yahoo.com. And again, you've been listening to across the field. Peace out. <laughs>